Hello, welcome to Big Sky Breakdown. This is Coulter Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com. You can also find many of this coverage on ESPN Radio as well throughout the great state of Montana on both 1029 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Coming to you in real time, we're leaving War Memorial Stadium here in Laramie, Wyoming. Montana State loses a heartbreaker to the Wyoming Cowboys. Bobcats, Bobcats lost 1916 to the Pokes at War Memorial. Bobcats were... Not just in the game, they were in control of the game for pretty much the duration of the game. Honestly, Montana State loses this game by three, and they got to be kicking themselves because of all the mistakes and uh, things they had that just didn't go their way. Wyoming made some mistakes too, uh, but Montana State's mistakes proved to be costly towards the end because this was a game where Montana State was not physically dominant, dominated. In, in fact, they were physically dominant. They controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Isaiah Fonse, the star junior running back for the Bobcats, goes over 100 yards for the eighth time in his career. 16 carries for 103 yards, even though he only had two carries uh, coming into about the 10-minute mark of the second quarter. So maybe you want to get him some more touches, but it was a good outing by Fonse, a good outing by the Bobcat offensive line. Uh, Justice Perkins made his first start at center, but he rotated in and out with Cole Sane, who also played a little guard. Sane went down late in the game, but it looked like it was an ankle injury. Uh, my brother, Brooks Nuwana, SkylineSportsMT.com, reporting that the TV showed uh, Sane just rolling his ankle. So hopefully it's that and not a knee. Kyle Rigg, the other major injury for the Bobcats, number 93, the big junior defensive tackle. Uh, he got carried off the field in the second quarter with, with what looked like uh, a knee for sure. Uh, Montana State seized the momentum in this game very early. Jeffrey Manning with a pick of Sean Chambers. It was a terrible throw by Chambers. Just uh, misread the coverage, threw into double coverage, and threw it right to Jeffrey Manning who gets a pretty easy pick and then takes it in the red zone. Uh, the very next play, Lance McCutcheon, a 13-yard touchdown catch, and the Bobcats are up 7-0. Pretty much turned into a defensive slugfest thereafter. Wyoming only had four first downs in the first half. They only gained 104 yards of total offense. Uh, one of the biggest question marks coming into this game was Wyoming's gigantic offensive line versus the light but athletic Montana State defensive front. Uh, Montana State looked like the dominant team, particularly when they were on defense. Chase Benson was a wrecking ball. The way that they're playing him, I was wondering if they were going to play him at a D-tackle or a three-tech, but it looks like they're going to really play him more like a two-eye, which is more familiar to him because he's been an all-big sky nose guard for the last couple years in their previous scheme. So him cutting across the center's face caused a bunch of chaos, but I thought Amandre Williams, Daniel Hardy, both outstanding uh, in their first games with playing with their hand in the dirt after being more sort of stand-up outside linebacker edge guys. Troy Anderson led the Bobcats in tackles with 11, uh, but he definitely looked hurt to me. Uh, he was limping around. He was riding the exercise bike. He was really, really favoring that right leg, which he's had multiple surgeries on. That said, when he gets going, he's the best guy on the field. He's, I shouldn't say he's the best guy. He's the most talented guy on the field, the best athlete on the field. He's still honing it in and learning that position, but uh, the fact that he fought through it I thought was uh, pretty positive. But this game really swung uh, completely down the stretch. It was uh, just a stalemate after Montana State took a 7-3 lead going into halftime. And then all the rest of the scores came in the fourth quarter. Xavier uh, Valade, who's the star Wyoming running back, he scored a touchdown. Xavier Valade scored a touchdown with 13:36 left in the game. That put Wyoming up 9-7, but then they missed the PAT. Blake Glessner comes through with a huge kick, a 52-yarder for the freshman. Actually count at 53-yarder for the freshman. Uh, to put Montana State back up 10 to 9. But then John Hoyland answered with a 25-yard field goal with four minutes to play for the Pokes. That was Hoyland's second field goal of the game. By the way, Glessner had a field goal blocked in the first half, but it was because of a bad snap and a shaky hold. 
So not much of Lesnar's fault, but nor was it really a true block, even though it'll be counted as a block in the statistics. But then Montana State swings right back. Trayton Pickering, the pride of Sunburst, Montana, six-man football. The oil refiners, what a great story for him, a walk-on out of a 300-person town up there on the Canadian border. He scores a go-ahead touchdown from a yard out, uh, about two minutes and 17 seconds to go, but they left too much time. Sean Chambers, uh, the Wyoming quarterback, who really was not that sharp in this game, uh, he went back and forth uh, in finding a groove, but uh, he had a couple big throws late, but he was not that good early. But he did make a big throw to set up then what was a 21-yard touchdown pass uh, to his big tight end, Trayton Welch. So that was the uh, what proved to be uh, the game-winning score. But you talk about missed opportunities. I mean, the tail of the tape ends this thing. Wyoming, 347 total yards. Montana State, 321. A Bobcats rushed for 121, gave up 151. Wyoming ended up averaging 3.5 yards per carry. Uh, Montana State had it about 2.7 going into the fourth quarter. Bobcats did average four yards per tote, but uh, MSU only ran 58 plays, so you're not going to get a ton of yards when you're only running 58 plays. Uh, but really, uh, 18 first downs for Wyoming, 17 for Montana State. But the Bobcats, they dominated the game more than that. It was only Wyoming coming alive late, but mostly it's because Montana State lost momentum because of some key mistakes. In the first half, they went for it on fourth down, deep in Wyoming territory. I was a, a sort of a sloppy mesh in a play-action fake, and Chad Muma, who's absolutely the real deal, linebacker from Wyoming, comes off the edge and sacks Matt McKay. That was after Montana State had gotten a crucial fourth down stop, so that stole some momentum from the Bobcats. There was also a nice RPO play when the Bobcats were on the march, and Willie Patterson looked like he snared a quick pass from Matt McKay. Then he looked like he dropped it. The officials rule it as a fumble. They didn't review it. I was surprised by that. I was unsure if it was a catch or a fumble, uh, but I thought they should have reviewed it. They just rule it Wyoming ball, so that was a crucial turnover uh, for the Bobcats as well. And uh, probably, though, the ones they're going to be kicking themselves for. One, early in the second half, Willie Patterson took a punt 87 yards for a touchdown. That would have been Montana State's first punt return for a touchdown since Sean Johnson was in the program. That was back at least seven years ago. So uh, blocking the back thwarts them of what would have been one of the bigger special teams. Play, or was it a hold? Okay. And my guy, Paul Morris, who's here driving me, he's chauffeuring me back to Denver. Uh, he says it was actually a hold. But regardless, that one gets called back as well. And then uh, a pass interference that then turned into uh, a personal foul as well helped Wyoming get in the red zone, and that's what set up their first touchdown uh, there early in the fourth quarter. So uh, a lot to build on for the Bobcats, but the thing is, this isn't like a build-on where they were just you know up and they had an upset bid and they were holding on for dear life. They were dominating this game, and they really shot themselves in the foot multiple times. So I think that Montana State is definitely the team I thought they were when it comes to talent level. They were not outclassed or outmanned at any level. There was not a matchup that they were at a huge disadvantage at. In fact, there was matchups across the board where the Bobcats had a gigantic advantage. So uh, definitely something good to build upon, but also um, got to turn the page because you can't just woulda, coulda, shoulda. You got a home game next weekend. Uh, against Drake coming to town. So uh, if Montana State wants to accomplish what they want to accomplish this year, uh, it's all in the, the front view, not the rear view. So uh, definitely a lot to, to fix, to clean up. I think you had to have, like Brent Vegan, Montana State first-year head coach said, had to have a, a immaculate um, attention to detail in this game, and they didn't. They, they had a lot of penalties uh, in this game till the tape ends up. Montana State ends up with only four total penalties. It's actually way less than I thought, but... Uh, some of them pretty big time. So I uh, just wanted to get this out here before we 
continue our coverage. We'll get the Grizz game coming up here a little later on as well, but uh, wanted to get some thoughts on the game as well as audio from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan, senior defensive end Daniel Hardy after uh, he had an outstanding game in his debut uh, playing off the edge there for Montana State, as well as Lance McCutcheon, who caught five passes for 71 yards, including that touchdown early, and then Trayton Pickering, who uh, should have been the Cinderella story of this game, and uh, still a great story as a walk-on out of a six-man school, um, but uh, his touchdown would have been probably the highlight. It would have been the game winner if they if it would have stood up. But Montana State loses 19 to 16, War Memorial Stadium in front of 27,077 on a, a beautiful Saturday in Laramie. Up first here on the Big Sky Breakdown, which is by the way proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Thanks to Blackfoot for all their faith and all their dedication to our podcast endeavors. It's awesome having them on board for the Big Sky Breakdown and Nuanas Now and everything else we have in our podcast repertoire. Um, but first up, we'll hear from Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach, and then we'll hear uh, from some players, including Daniel Hardy, Lance McCutcheon, Matt McKay, and Trent Pickering. It's a Big Sky Breakdown. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com, every day, every season. Well, I thought our guys um, we really fought hard today. I mean, we were looking looking for an opportunity to win a football game, and it, you know, we said it was going to take max effort, and I, I think we I think we accomplished that. Um, it was going to take a you know, uncommon attention to detail. I don't know if we, we were there. You know, I, I think any game like that where it's, where it's as close as it was and it's a matter of seconds and, and probably, you know, whatever, half a foot to get a first down and get a field goal opportunity, there's way more than, than that play. And, you know, we we got to go back um, this week and we got to get better. You know, I, I, I'm proud of our guys, though, because there was, there was no thought of coming down here and um, playing them close. There was no satisfaction in playing them close. Um, it won't hurt, and it, it, it should, and I think we got the makings of a real good football team by how we competed today. How do you balance that? Because you guys did play really well. You pretty much controlled the game, but there were some mistakes that kind of cost you too. So proud of your guys probably for hanging tough, but, I mean, how do you reconcile this? Because it's probably really frustrating to lose by just three. Yeah, you, you, I mean, it's the only way that I know how is, is we got to get back um, to work on Monday. You know, uh, we got an opportunity at Labor Day to, to go through this. No school that day to get back on the practice field. We got to have a bounce in our step um, and correct those things. You know, uh, whatever whatever it is, uh, the moment we're not playing in a long time. None of that matters. You know, we got an opportunity to to build off of um, a lot of good things today, um, and we got a lot of good players on this team. That uh, their expectation is to, to win football games, and we didn't get that done today. So we got to. We gotta do all we can to get that uh, get that W next week. Was that the final explanation? Was he just Alfonso just didn't get the first down? Yeah, yeah. They said he was a half a yard short or whatever. So no clock stoppage and yeah. In hindsight, how much are you thinking about him maybe getting out of bounds? Oh, there? I mean it's yeah, him getting out of bounds. Uh, we use that timeout. You know, and I look back at that. I, you look at that, and, and the way I saw it was, hey, if I didn't take that timeout to, for them to review it, but. It's yeah. I mean, it's a lot more than just those things. You know, um, we had to use a timeout on defense that that previous drive as well. So um, you know, we more than had our chances today. Uh, and it's not about one play; it's a collection of those. Um, you know, you flip that around. I I know that they had a collection of plays that they'd want back to, but they found a way to win, and that's that's what matters. Do you think it was a first down from your vantage point? I thought it was pretty dang close. It was right there in front of me. Um, the, the the side. Judge thought it was a first down, um, but they said they reviewed it. So, 
you were, you were pretty stout defensively there in the first three quarters, and then they, I think, scored 16 there in the fourth. What do you think was the difference between? Well, I think combination. I, I know Sean got out of pocket a few times and was able to make a few plays with his feet. Um, you know, he certainly did with his arm as well. And they got, I mean, they got good players. I, I, I you know, I, I, whether we go back and, and it was a thing here, thing there, I, I know the third down we get the, the pass interference on on Daniel, and that's, that's a really a bang-bang play over there. Um, so, yeah, there, I'm sure there's there's going to be plays, but there's, you know, credit goes to to them. Um, you know, they, pl- they made plays, um, you know, they made plays when they, they had to, and, and unfortunately we didn't quite make enough. You spoke about your team's confidence. Uh, I, don't know, I know that's something you talked about was that Coach Bowl told you, taught you how to instill a belief in your guys, and that was pretty evident from the beginning of the game. How would you go about doing that against an FBS opponent? Like well, I think that's a... That's a month, month after month after month process. I think that goes back to to February. Um, you know, believing in where we were at as a program, um, giving them the roadmap um, to take the necessary steps to improve this summer, uh, so that we get out there in tough situations. You know, you look at the next guy and, and you believe we're going to get it done. Um, so I, I think I think off a performance like that, I, I think there's a lot of belief that can be built. Um, I think there's plenty of things that. Can can be corrected, but you know I think we got a team that uh, their only expectation is to win football games, um, and we got to learn you know all those things that go into to being able to do that. The key matchup was Montana State's or your guys' defensive line against Wyoming's offensive line. Those guys more than hung tough. What do you think of their performance? I mean, because they honestly dominated at points. Yeah, I thought we would have a chance to be disruptive. Um, you know, we got a we got some really good players, and unfortunately Kyle went down. Um, we'll see what see what his status is going to be. But um, I suspect that we would hold our own. You know, I got they got all those starters, but they can only play five at a time. I know that. And um, you know, yeah, I, I I didn't think there was an area where we would have this glaring mismatch. Um, and I think our guys believe that. You know, when when and that wasn't uh, wishful thinking. I, I think it was evident on the field that that we belonged out there, and and um, it just isn't. It just didn't get quite enough uh, happen for us to to find a way at the end. Coach, your first head coaching experience in the books, how would you describe it? Well, you know, I, I think um, certainly a lot of emotion. I, you know, the weird, weird drive from Cheyenne. I've taken that drive hundreds of times and, and driving over on a bus this morning. Um, you know, a lot of guys over on that sideline, they're like brothers. You know, players, they're like sons. Um, but uh, at this point, you know, I'm a Bobcat, and none of that mattered. We're on different teams, you know, and, and – and that's honestly, you know, I'm a competitor, just like all our guys are. Um, you know, first head coaching experience to be in, in you know, War Memorial Stadium. Um, it was set that way for whatever reason. And, you know, I thought our guys, uh, you know, we made it about our guys, you know, and they played their tails off. And, and you know, that's, that's what I wanted to be about. And, and I think it was, you know, and, and we, can, we can go places from here. The pick, early Jeffrey Manning's pick, that gave you guys some momentum, didn't you think? No, no question. You know, we, we turned the pick into a score. Um, you know, and I've been on both sides of these games, both here at Wyoming and at NDSU, and the longer you can um, you can keep these games where the, the, the outcome's in the balance, it generally works in the underdog's favorite. And, and I think it did today. You know, I, we were able to, you know, take some blows there at the end make a 50 plus yard field goal you know we probably scored too fast I you know uh, um, 
we did. We got that penalty in there. We scored too fast. I don't know. I hear people, coaches say that. That's, that's ridiculous. But, no, I think the fact that we were able to do some of those things, that showed a lot of character. You know, um, so you know, it's only going up from here. What do you think of your young specialists? Because you got a 53-yarder from a freshman kicker, and, and uh, Bryce flipped the field many times as well. Yeah. Um, you know, first off, Bryce, I, I, I've said it a lot. I think he can be a real weapon. Um, and he's a perfectionist. He wants to do well. He expects to do well. And, you know, he was put in some, some different situations, uh, backed up. He had a chance to pin him, um, flip the field, and he, he responded well. Um, you know, what can I say about Blake stepping up down in the fourth quarter and knocking, knocking that field going? He kicked the ball off tremendously. I know we got to clean up our snaps, so we had a couple snaps that, uh, you know, were off the mark. And, and uh, you know, that group um, – can live in the shadows if they do real well and I would like what I saw though I, I thought those guys for their first game really responded you mentioned the scoring too fast at the when you saw that touchdown score did any part of you start to think about the outcome there and potentially winning well I, I you know you, you start looking at the clock and, and you know you if you get a stop you can put a knee on it and we just have to get them off the field um you're up four they have to score a touchdown sure I mean you, you're you're planning for that opportunity and unfortunately it didn't happen for us and you know, that's where there was a couple big plays in that sequence, um, you know, one being the ball that uh, that looked like it came out of his hand. I know he finished forward, but, you know, we'll have to get some explanation on just exactly what they what they saw in that play. On Chambers' pass, that, yeah. that slipped out of his hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Lance, on that that same drive, made a good catch, had a lot of targets and, and a pretty good game. What it seemed like, uh, what, what did you see from him? I yeah, guess, Lance is, you know, I think will be a – um, and he is a playmaker for us. You know, he's a tough matchup, um, you know, both with his with his ability, his size. His, you know, I thought today, you know, he caught a couple balls in traffic. Um, I, we certainly missed him a few times as well. But, you know, he's going to be a guy that uh, I think we can we can go to time after time as we go through the season. McKay, what did you see from What do you think about his? You know, I, um, we'll have to go back to the tape. I, I thought that uh, certainly some good, you know, it wasn't perfect by any means. I thought... I like, again, how he responded, you know, putting us in a go-ahead drive and, and making some plays within it. Um, he hasn't, and it's like anybody else, he hasn't played in a long, long time. And I, I know his capacity to improve will be there, his capacity to, you know, um, approach where, okay, he's making all the right decisions um, will be there. You know, I think we got him loose a couple times, but ultimately they kind of kept him in check from a running perspective today. But, uh, you know, Matt's uh, this is just game one for him, and, you know, I – Look for him to, you know, continue to get better and better. And uh, and you mentioned Kyle. Can you say anything more about his status, or is it still up in the air? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll have to get it assessed when we get back to um, back to closing. And Cole, any any update? I know that happened at the very end, so I I, yeah. I didn't even hear what that was. And that's another unfortunate thing. Maybe you save uh, a few seconds there, right? If he doesn't get hurt. Second runoff. <laughs> not a fan of that rule. Well, no, I get it. I mean, but it hurt us obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last one, just Alfonso, the fact that he got stronger as the game went on, what do you think of his ability to carry the rushing load? Yeah, you know, I think that's what he is. He's a workhorse. Um, you know, I know our intention. I don't know where he ended up with carries. But I, okay. Man, I, we probably need to get him the ball a little bit more um, throughout. You know, he was he was pretty fresh down the stretch, and that showed. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Isaiah can be a real um, a real factor. And, you know, he's got uh, ability to break tackles, ability to get out in the open, and he showed that today against a pretty good team. Played, I think, 10, 11 guys uh, rotated in. Um, how much do you think that contributed to their performance? And 
Well, I, yeah, that's what our intention is, to, to play that many guys. So, you know, we go down with Kyle, and, and you know, I don't know who played all the reps necessarily, but I, I, I know someone had to step up. I know Byron was out there a bunch. I know Blake Heel played a lot of snaps, it looked like. Defensive ends, we were rolling guys. And that's going to be the nature of our defense is to, you know, keep throwing guys at them. Um, and I think we got a chance to, you know, have a good front, and that's that's the key to this defense. All right, thank you, Coach. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. Sarah Go, Montana State head football coach Brent Began after his first career loss against a school that he coached for seven years at before bringing his Bobcats on the road to Laramie, Wyoming. Up next, Daniel Hardy, senior defensive end. His first start at end for the Bobcats. He finished with six tackles, including a sack, one of two sacks on the day for Montana State. And he played with his hair on fire. He was very, very impressive and uh, thought he looked really, really good coming off the edge. All right. How uh, would you describe kind of your, your feelings right now? Um... Man, uh, definitely disappointed. Um, these guys weren't unbeatable. Uh, we definitely felt like we had a, you know, we had a shot there, especially being up through most of the game. Um, you know, it's disappointing. Uh, it came down to, you know, a last two-minute drive, and you know, it was on us. And you know, I felt like we, by no means did we not. We played our hearts out for sure. Um, but there's definitely some little things that we could all get corrected, and it's a completely different game. You guys, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, you, you guys were really stout there in the, in the beginning. What do you think about the game plan that allowed that to happen? Um, I, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with our game plan. I think our coaches did an amazing job gaming these guys up. Um, you know, it was just, it came down to execution. And, you know, on some points, you know, just shooting ourselves in the foot kind of with those, you know, those two penalties that I got there. You know, that kind of put him in scoring position. Um, you know, that's completely on me, nobody else. So, um, on it, you know, we just got to execute better. You guys think of your, the depth of your position group. I think you turned to like 10 or 11 guys there. Yeah, it's, it's nice. <laughs> and knowing that um, you can trust the guy coming in to get you out, get you a breather, um, I, I felt pretty good about it. And I thought, I thought we played well as a unit. You guys dominated the line of scrimmage. So, how are you guys able to do that? Uh, honestly, it's just, you know, these they're bigger guys than we are, so I, honestly the only thing I can attribute it to is technique and, you know, just the things, you trust in our coaches, trust in what they're telling us, and, you know, just small, tedious little movements over and over and over again that, you know, put us in positions to be successful. It seems like you guys believed you guys were going to be able to hang in the trenches, though. Oh, yes, sir. We, we knew that from the get-go. Um, very confident coming in, and we, we wanted to punch him in the mouth. Uh, we weren't going to try and, you know, just kind of roll over and die. We were, we were coming to win. So there you go, Daniel Hardy, Montana State senior defensive end. Up next, Matt McKay. He made his first start for the Bobcats at quarterback. Former NC State transfer. He's waited a long time to get under center for Montana State. He finished the game. Uh, he got a little bit of a groove late, and he was pretty good coming down the stretch and trying to lead Montana State back. Finished 19 of 28 for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Lance McCutcheon, who we'll hear from in just a minute, five catches for 71 yards, and that touchdown in the first quarter after the Jeffrey Manning pick. McCutcheon also had a tremendous catch up the uh, Wyoming sideline to set up Train Pickering's touchdown as well. But here's Matt McKay, uh, just a couple minutes from the Bobcat quarterback. Just start with how disappointing it is to lose that game because you guys controlled that game from start to finish. How are you, how are you guys feeling right now? Uh, very tough. Um, I felt like the offense. Had a lot of opportunities to score points. Um, as a whole, defense was really shutting them down. So 
we just got to execute better, but definitely a, a rough feeling for sure. Got to take some confidence, though, because you guys were physically, I mean, right there, if not the dominant team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely right there, but we just got to finish. At the very beginning, you guys really clicked uh, in, in the passing game. Uh, what did you see from your game plan that allowed you to do that? Uh, just taking my opportunities when they present themselves. Uh, when Coach Housewright calls it, I know what he's thinking, and my job is just to execute it. Uh, Lance, what what a game for him. Uh, yeah. what, what, what do you think of him and your ability to rely on him? Uh, definitely a playmaker. He, he's a hard worker, and when he's out there, he makes plays. And Isaiah, you know, really kind of giving you guys good balance there and down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of him? Oh, he's, he's a playmaker as well. He knows how to run the ball really well, and when we need him, he definitely shows up. You probably have no idea where Sunburst Montana is, huh? No. How about that, though? A kid from six-man football catching a go-ahead touchdown in this yeah, stadium. For sure. It's amazing. Did you, did you think that was – Potentially, were you allowing yourself to think that was the game winner there? Um, for for offense, yeah, or for you when you guys scored with Pickering. Oh yeah, I mean I thought it was, but you're never out of the game. Still, there's still time on the clock. We just got to go down there and execute. So, you think it was a first down on that on that last play? Oh uh, yeah, I think it is, but I mean, it is what it is. Now we can't control it. You know, I, I, Coach Vegan, I know that he talked about the confidence that you guys had going into this game. Um, what about your preparation allowed you to have that confidence at an FBS opponent here? Uh, I mean, definitely the whole offense this whole week. We've just been watching a lot of film, just trying to get ready for Iomi, and I felt like we did a great job. Just when we come out here when the lights are on, we just got to go out there and make plays and go score. All things this game, knowing that you know you play decently mm-hmm. and can kind of keep this momentum going. Oh yeah, definitely. I think as a team, we're. We're ready to just put this one to bed, watch the film, and just start preparing for Drake. Is it kind of crazy that you finally got a game after all this? Oh, yeah, it's definitely crazy. <laughs> it feels good to be back, though. Yeah. Up next, Lance McCutcheon, a senior out of Bozeman High School. He's been waiting his turn. He's been a starter, basically, since he was a true freshman, but just 31 catches coming into his senior year. But now he's going to get a lot more targets, a lot more opportunities with Travis Johnson playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and former captain Kevin Cassis also graduated. McCutcheon, five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a great one-handed, falling backward, 31-yard reception to set up uh, the Bobcats with a first and goal on the one-yard line. And Trayton Pickering scored uh, a go-ahead touchdown just right after that. So here's Lance McCutcheon, the Bozeman High product, uh, after a 1916 loss to Wyoming. Tell us about the touchdown after the pick. Uh, they, uh, first of all, it seemed like they were targeting you right out the gate. So yeah. did, you, did you feel like you had a mismatch there on the outside? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say a mismatch. Just, you know, just taking advantage of the opportunities and the balls that, you know, Matt's throwing me. And uh, with Jeff picking that ball up, he gave us a lot of momentum in that first quarter. So going out there the next play and just being able to capitalize was huge for us. How, how weird was that end of the game and that last play for you? I don't really know what was going on. I thought that uh, we got the first down. We threw the ball to the ref, and he put it down for a spot, and that clicked down four seconds. So that was just my view of it. I don't really know exactly what happened, but that's just kind of what I saw. Yeah, how tough was was that to stomach when they called it over? I mean, anytime you lose, it sucks. And it's, I mean, like that, it sucks as well. But uh, it, it doesn't feel good at all when, whenever you lose. So. Yeah. It seemed pretty evident that you guys were confident going into this, and and that was like I said, uh, you guys kept it close there. So, what uh, what what about your game plan? Maybe what coach told you allowed that confidence to happen? Just rep- repetitions uh, in practice and fall camp, and I mean we haven't played in two years, so there was, I mean if you're not ready to, if you're not fired up to play after two years and not playing, I mean I don't know if football's a sport for you, but uh, with that being said, everyone was ready, everyone was dialed, everyone was locked in just to get out there and be able to play. We haven't played since, you know, December of 2019. So everyone was just fired up and ready to go. And we've been 
we've been grinding together, working together all fall or spring ball, the fall before that. And then, uh, yeah, we were just ready to go out there and, you know, let loose. I finally hear from Trayton Pickering. He's a guy that was uh, could have been a diamond in the rough when he first walked on out of Sun, Sunburst, Montana, six-man football up there on the high line. I remember when I first saw this kid at uh, Ringside Ribs in Shelby, Montana, when it was on the last stop of the Bobcats Eastside Swing Tour. Uh, he came down to meet Coach Choate, and Choate offered him a walk-on spot right there. And uh, I thought he had a lot of potential because uh, he has a big frame. And back when I saw him for the first time, he was about 6'4", 190. Now he's about 6'4", 250. So he's put on the weight, and uh, he moves really well. And it seems like he's got some trust building up with Matt McKay as well. He had three catches for 31 yards, including what was the go-ahead touchdown before um, before Wyoming came storming back. So Pickering caught all three of his targets. By the way, if you're looking at target numbers, McCutcheon targeted 11 times. So he's going to get some opportunities. Isaiah Fonse also caught four passes for 33 yards. Willie Patterson uh, had a couple catches as well. Uh, but that was about it when it came to the Bobcat passing game. It was pre- pretty much McCutcheon or Afonso in the flat. The tight ends got a, cu- a little bit of love. Pickering had three catches and Derek Snell had two. Uh, but other than that, not much going offensively for Montana State at the end of the game with 321 yards of total offense and just 17 first downs. Here's Trayton Pickering after his uh, first career touchdown catch. How are you doing? Good, how are you guys? Well, I, I guess just how confident did you guys feel that you guys were going to win this game after your touchdown? Yeah, thank you. um, I mean, our coaches prepared us pretty well. Um, Figure straight out. Yeah. It was They were in there all the time watching film. We were always in there watching film. and. Uh, I mean, we felt pretty prepared to go in there, and, you know, just sometimes things just don't go your way, but I felt our team came in there confidently and uh, just didn't go our way at the end. Just, I mean, how special is that moment, even though there's a loss to, to get that, that touchdown? In that um, I mean, I know coming from a small town of, like, 300 people, I mean, that was pretty special to the people that I had come from my town. And, uh, um, I know, it was just really cool being able to experience that with people from such a small town and, uh, yeah, it was a blast. How far is that drive? From here, uh, probably th- for 13 hours maybe. Oh, so you have people drive down? <laughs> yeah, I had two family uh, friends come down all the way from uh, Galata, Montana. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, you know, your passing game really clicked from the beginning. What did you think of Matt and that whole kind of aspect of your offense? Yeah, I mean, Matt, uh, he always works with people after practice and is always throwing balls and uh, just always trying to get on the same uh, page as us. Um, uh, and that's kind of how we did today. And as soon as we got uh, comfortable in the pass game, you just started clicking from there. So it's nice seeing him out there. That, your team's belief, how much do you think you're going to be able to kind of carry this moving forward now uh, going into the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, it was the first game. I know for me it was first game jitters, especially in the first half. And uh, I know going into the second week, it'll be more confidence from the start of the game. Um, and I can't speak for my teammates, but maybe that was for the same as them. But um, just got to go week by week, and uh, it's a next-week mentality from here. There you go. It's Big Sky Breakdown. Montana State falls 19-16 in Laramie, War Memorial Stadium to the University of Wyoming. Bobcats start 0-1, uh, but a valiant effort on the road against an F- FBS squad. Uh, a lot to be disappointed in and a lot to be frustrated by and also a lot to build on. 
uh, if you're Montana State. So I think that uh, there's a Bobcat team I picked to win the Big Sky Conference. I still think they're one of the three or four most talented teams in the FCS uh, in the country. And uh, I think this result, even though it was a disappointing loss because Montana State controlled the whole game, I still think this bodes well for their future. So I will have more on the Big Sky Breakdown as well as Nuana's Now, my daily radio show. So check back with us, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Probably hear from me next on Tuesday after Labor Day weekend. So everybody enjoy your long weekend, but also be sure check out all our print coverage at SkylineSportsMT.com a little later on this evening as well for both this Montana State game as well as the University of Montana's matchup against Washington. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy your weekend.